they'll get to the bottom four last year. That's all I'm going to say. I don't see them as a contender, really. I have the Bonnies at five right now, right behind UMass. There's probably not going to be enough for an at-large resume. I'm fine with the Bonnies taking a lot of threes, because normally that's not the strength of their game. They had one other really good shooting game this year, which I can't remember off the top the of my Saint head. It was the St. Joe's game that yeah. was mid-insurrection, so no one even but saw it. everybody shoots against St. Joe's. Like, I could make some threes against them. You know, I think the thing that's working against St. Bonaventure is that St. Bonaventure, due to multiple issues related to COVID, not, not all of them their own, did not get a real non-conference slate. Do you have anybody that can stop Jaron Holmes? I I couldn't tell you who that is. Now I don't even know if they deserve to make the NCAA tournament. And I know SBU on throw has been going on this kick of Kyle Lawson for Atlanta 10 part of the year. Where the hell was he yesterday? Many people are looking, oh, St. Louis and St. Bonaventure in that semifinal game. Okay, we need to talk about Duquesne. Bonaventure, definitely one of the three teams I feel like that could win it but just not really like super confident about their chances. It's a return trip to the Atlantic 10 championship game for St. Bonaventure. They were the outright regular season champions, and now they'll have an opportunity to become the tournament champions. Woo! Blue Bloods, get out of the way of the A-10 Kings! Jalen Attaway rocked baby Travis Ford to sleep. Adrian Wojnarowski is the new governor of Missouri. You can't spell LaSalle without the L. You can't spell St. Louis without the L. You can't spell Rhode Island without the L. Oh, we lost to Rhode Island though. Ow, whatever, whatever. Schmidt's not going to Boston College. He's going to the Boston Celtics. Stu Gods! Stu Gods! What do you have to say to the failing Atlantic 10 media? Don't be surprised if the Bonnies come out as A-10 champions. How about that? How about that unfurled? Give it to me! Let's go unfurled! Pittsburgh used to be known as the City of Bridges. Thanks to this Duquesne roster, it's now known as the City of Bitches! Duquesne spent the last two seasons sharing gyms with every school in the area. Duquesne, what do you hate more? Getting your ass kicked while Sharon Holmes or getting your ass kicked by Jaron Holmes? Tavian Dunn Martin, Tavian Dunn starting shit with the bodies. Oh. According to a 2011 study, 30% of bridges in the Pittsburgh area are deficient. According to a 2021 study, 100% of Keith Dambrot's revolving door transfers are deficient! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, give it to me now! Give it to me now! Pass me the rock, Unfurl! Pass me the rock! Pass me the rock! Pass me the rock! Speaking of Duquesne, they were so happy to only be down 10 against us, they stormed the court! Richmond has Tyler Burton! We have Burton Burgers! Shout out to Chucky Maggio for that one. We have chicken wings. Travis Ford is a chicken. Everybody is coming back next year on Burl. We don't even need a bench. St. Louis is named after King Louis IX of France, who was a tremendous supporter of the arts. He would have thought Saturday night's performance by the Bonnies was a masterpiece. Breaking news into the SBN Frozen Friends newsroom. 
Oshunoshuni just blocked another shot! Pass me the rock, give it to me! The Gateway Arch is a 630-foot stainless steel monument that weighs 43,000 pounds and is as tall as it is wide! Mark Schmidt has that in his pants! Yeah! The Gateway Arch now represents westward expansion to the NIT in Dallas! Woo! Martin Linson, oh says no! Hassan French, oh says no! Fred Thatch, oh says no! Hassan French, give me no! Hassan French, oh says no! St. Louis residents consume more barbecue sauce than any city in the U.S. Their basketball team consumes more blocks than any team in the A-10! <laughs> yeah, that's right! We got hot sauce in our back! Speaking of sauce, give it to me, unfurl! Give me the ball now! Give me the rock, unfurl! Let's go! An unhinged and racist VCU man threatened Bonnies and UMass fans by saying Virginia is an open carry oh. state! Well, that's fine, because Oshun was busy flexing his big guns! Stop saying we do more with less! We are more! Fordham, welcome to another decade of irrelevance! Poor Fordham. Oshun Oshuni, he just blocked another shot! Red lights, stop signs, I still see your face in the white cars, front yards, can't drive past the place we used to go to, cause I still fucking love you, babe! Alright, I'm furled! I'm furled! I need to take a 30 second timeout! Toby O'Connor tried to flex on the Bonnies while losing by 8 points! Duquesne then scored 3 points in 10 minutes and we're down 23! Toby O'Connor, you poked the bear! Tavia Dunbarton, you poked the bear! Michael Hughes, you poked the bear! Keith Dabra, you poked the fucking bear! Keith Dabra looks like the mean and spiteful cheers waitress Carla Tortelli! Do you know what you need to spell Carla Tortelli? Three owls! Dabra! Damn! Brought another underachieving roster to the A-10 tournament! Keith Dambrot, mission impossible to beat the bodies! <laughs> Take the rock! Alright, let's go, bro! I'm bro! I'm bro! Pass me a man! Give it to me! Give it to me now! Give it to me again! Give it to me again! Again! Unfurled! Did you see that we didn't even need a bench all season? Not at all! Did you see that Jalen Attaway rocked a grown man Travis Ford to sleep in his little cribby night-night? Fordham, welcome to another decade of irrelevance! Oh my god! Unfurl! What do you have to say to the A10 media? Eat it! Give it to me again, again! St. Louis was founded by a Frenchman 
named after a sainted French king and nicknamed the Paris of the West. After Saturday, there is no more St. Louis French connection. There is only Oshun Oshuni French rejections. <laughs> oh, we can't do this without talking about that school in Amherst. A collection of useless buildings and parking lots. The zombie pods who roam the campus. They don't even know if they have a football team. They can't bother to show up at that cavernous shithole of a basketball arena. The auto-tune of college athletics. A revolving door of marketing gimmicks. But enough about SUNY Amherst. Let's get to the Amherst School in Massachusetts. UMass Amherst still chasing the football dream. Only to get outscored 161 to 12. All right, up front, I gotta take it from you. Give it to me again. Give it to me again, again. Unfurled. Are you feeling it right now? Because I'm feeling it. Rockabye Travi in the treetops. When Slu shoots, Oshun will walk. <laughs> I can't believe it. VCU and Davidson. What did they even score in that game? I drank more beers during that second half than they scored points. <laughs> we don't even need a bench on Pearl. Oh my God. Oh, I'm blinded by the lights. Give it to me again. Give it to me again. Oh, I'm not done with UMass Amherst. No, 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 no. UMass Amherst. How many more Woodstock Academy palms does fake Jared Kushner have to grease to be as good as UMass Lowell? <laughs> UMass Amherst, only a global pandemic and playing seven games against the league's worst teams could finally give you guys your first winning record in six years. UMass Amherst. We try to be UConn, but we're too shitty to make it work! You can't! UMass Amherst shut down their campus for three weeks to avoid their ninth straight loss to the Bonnies! I ate 40 pizzas in 30 days unfurled! Yeah. SB Unfurled and Friends, episode 27! Let's do it! Oh, I'm not done. I got more. You're not done? Oh, Unfurl's not done! Give it to him again! Give it to him again! Oh, we're in overtime now! UMass Lowell is now using the motto flagship! UMass Amherst can use the motto flagship! LaSalle and St. Joe's, oh my god! LaSalle! LaSalle! Pillow Fighter! I finally know what POW means after this year! Playing on Wednesday, <laughs> the Mac awaits you like the transfer portal awaits half your annual roster. Philadelphia is the home to the Chicken Wing Bowl, an eating contest that draws crowds as large as 20,000 people. Philadelphia, you can steal our wings, but you can't steal our wins. <laughs> to me again. Double overtime, give it to me again! Oh god, he's like Kyle Lofton, he's like Kyle Lofton, he's calling ISO! Oh, I'm sweating, I need water. Oh, oh speaking of the transfer portal, HiGW, that now stands for Get the Walk-Ons! <laughs> the bot GW is so bad, they have their whole team transfer! 
At 555 feet, the Washington Monument is the world's tallest stone structure and made of marble and granite. Mark Schmidt has that and more in his pants! <laughs> oh. oh, we're going to Dayton. We're going to Dayton. Dayton! Dayton! Oh Known God. only for the Wright brothers. Two men so desperate to get out, they got a bunch of two-by-fours and literally invented flying! You recycled that joke from my preview from Dayton last year. All right, Unfurled. You know what? I'm like Kyle Lofton getting two surprising minutes of rest. Give it to me again. Give it to me again. ISO, third overtime. This is all me right now. We're closing this out right now. All improv off the top of the dome. All I got to say is Fordham. First off, welcome to another decade of irrelevance. You wanted to break Jalen Attaway's nose, Travis Ford? We broke your soul. <laughs> Davidson, Davidson. I thought you shot threes instead of scoring three points and a half. That's what I felt like you scored in the first half against VCU. Oh my God, what was that offensive performance unfurled? It was offensive. More offensive than Myers Leonard streaming on Twitch. What the hell unfurled? Espy unfurled in Friends episode 27. Let's do it. Welcome everybody to SB Unfurled and Friends, episode 27. Dance everybody, let's go. Lobon X here with SB Unfurled. I know this seems like a celebration, but we still have one more game to win. But man, I've been waiting so long to celebrate not only the regular season title, but get into the A-10 final. We wanted to do this after we won the A-10 regular season title, but the timing was a bit weird. Because we were on a high Saturday and Friday after kicking GW's ass. And, and Sunday. And, and then <laughs> Sunday. And then, but then, you know, we were going to put this out a rant on Tuesday. But after losing to Dayton, it didn't feel right. So we had to save it. But, I mean, we punched our ticket, uh, obviously, to Dayton in the championship. And then, of course, to the NCAA tournament, which people were apprehensive about going into the A-10 tournament. If we were one and done, people were apprehensive. But, I mean, we're looking at comfortably, comfortably in the NCAA tournament. I don't want to hear any talk about one and done or anything. No, no we we got it. We got oh, plenty no. of shots. You never know how this bracket is going to break. If, if Loyola Chicago could make the Final Four like three years ago, I don't want to hear anything. I don't, I don't want to say any – I don't want to make any guarantees about any kind of, you know, where we're going to place in the NCAA tournament or where we can't or what our ceiling is or floor. I don't want to hear anything. All I know is, God forbid anything happens, which I don't think it will. We're making the tournament. But yeah. let's get into these games that we saw on Friday and Saturday because they were a whirlwind. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> there is the mix of, like, 
there were three very great halves, but then also there was the second half against Duquesne, which made me so furious, but we still, yeah. you know, came out as, as winners. <laughs> what do you want to get into with these games? I, I don't even know where to start because it's, I'm, it's, we're three days into this and I'm still kind of blindsided. Uh, <laughs> our ice defense, ice curtain defense is rock solid right now. We, haven't given up 60 points since the VCU loss on February 12th. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> uh, it's been 58, 53, 41, high GW, uh, 55, <laughs> 59, 53. I mean, our defense is only giving up like 52 or 53 points a game over the last six games. We have the third best scoring defense in the country behind uh, Loyola, Chicago, and I believe, we're, I believe we're tied with Virginia, and then Houston is right ahead of us. I mean, this defense – is so good. Um, all it takes is a mediocre shooting day to beat even the top teams in this league. So when we're hitting our threes, I mean, this team is dangerous as hell. What do you think was the key to actually knocking off St. Louis? Because I look at the stats and I'm still like, I'm still confused about how exactly we won this game. If you just look at the straight up box score, because watching the game, obviously it was Oshun blocking shots left and right. Um, yeah. I'm looking at Kyle Lofton. He had a double-double, which was very quiet. He still had 10 rebounds. I think the key yeah. was him preventing guards like Jordan Goodwin, who absolutely thrives on rebounds, preventing him from getting rebounds. That's the thing. Our defensive rebounding was solid all weekend. Uh, not letting teams nine, get... Nine of Lofton's 10 rebounds were defensive, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but... Right, and that's not. I was so shocked when I looked back two days later at the box score and I saw Lofton had a game high and and career high ten rebounds. Um, just not letting these teams get offensive rebounds and second chance points. They these teams couldn't do anything in the lane because Oshun was just swallowing up everything. And you look at the box score and it's yeah, it's seven blocks. But how many shots did he alter by his presence? Like that weren't recorded in the box score there are a lot of those too and also i'll say the refs all weekend were letting the boys play they like there were minimal whistles they didn't insert themselves into the game they just kind of let the players play it out and when they let the players do that we can get into our defense and do what we need to do and you know the better team came out on top as that's what we think i mean i i think both teams are pretty evenly matched no offenses no offense to like St. Louis, we sh- we should have we shouldn't have blown them out like we did, but you know it gets out of hand sometimes. But yeah, that second half was just phenomenal. That that's what we can do at our best. It's what we can do at our peak, and that's why I don't get too worried about seeding. And oh, what if we're match up against Gonzaga or Baylor, whoever? When this team plays at their height of their heights, whether it's the middle twenty minutes of the St. Louis game or the second half against VCU at home. Or even, you know, basically the entire GW game, but they kind of yeah. suck. Whenever they are at their peak, this team can beat literally any team in the country. If they play that exact tempo for 40 minutes, because we have guys like Holmes and Welch who are able to shoot from three and are just able to get open. And then there's also guys like Attaway who can be consistent scorers when the offense bogs down and we get down late in the shot clock. He can hit those inefficient shots. Yeah. In a situation when, oh, we only have five seconds left on the clock, we got to, you know, basically mm-hmm. chuck up whatever. And then, of course, you have Lofton and Oshun who do what we all know they can do. 
Yeah. I mean, we were, again, against St. Louis, we were really bad from three. Uh, but, you know, inside we were extremely, extremely efficient. And I thought Attaway played a phenomenal game. He came out in the first minute and Vasquez really was – he was the guy who got us off to a hot start and gave us some confidence. I think gave us a little mojo if we didn't have it already coming off Duquesne, but you know, he was the guy who came, came in and said, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to go down like we did in St. Louis early. And we got off to like a 11 to two start. And that was a lot because of Vasquez. So that, that early quick start was huge for us to give us some confidence. And then we just cruised from there. Uh, so I, I mean, again, just a, a great all around game. Welch didn't play as much as he usually does because of foul trouble and Attaway was out a little bit. And I thought that was a game where our bench guys came in and contributed and we, in a way that we haven't seen too much this year, but you know, Shaw came in and scored, Creel came in and scored, Vasquez came in and had two threes right off the bat. So it was really good to see our bench contribute, especially, you know, on a, on your second game in two days. That's why I don't like when everybody says, oh, St. Bonaventure doesn't have a bench. No, we don't kind of really need a bench. Like Vasquez and Shaw, I especially trust whenever they have to come in. And I think we saw those both instances in the St. Louis game yeah. because Ale came in right after Attaway got his nose knocked. Don't get, don't get mad at Hassan French. That was an accident. Dude is just kind of, you know, uncoordinated. It was an accident. It was an accident, have any... yeah. Yeah, but he had was... no malicious intent. It was also a foul that wasn't called, too. <laughs> it was a foul, but it was a common foul. It was just a common foul uh, yeah, instead of sure. smacking somebody on the arm yeah. was smacking somebody in the nose. At least give us a whistle. And, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I thought when Attaway came back in, he looked like Rudolph. And, I don't yeah. know, with his red nose so bright. He guided Mark Schmidt's sleigh that he night, was, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he was the top he was the top rated player. I mean, seven from nine from two. Seventeen points. Imagine doing that if Hassan French smacked you in the face. Like I would not want that dude to like just shove me, let alone right. smack me in the face. A future like, NFL tight end, yeah. Exactly. Mo Ali Cox <laughs> and him will be uh going yeah. back and forth like Travis Kelsey and Gronk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think we did a great job at shutting down Jordan Goodwin, especially. He was very, he was very quiet. 11 points, which, you know, seems decent, but three and nine shooting. And I would have to look back at when he actually scored those points. But I think he was, I think he was pretty quiet during the vast Mm -hmm. majority of that game because that game basically wrapped up around 15 minutes to go. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Goodwin was very quiet and Perkins as well was very quiet. Perkins hit two really tough contested mid-range shots early in the game. And then other than that, we, I mean, we did exactly what we said we needed to do. Held him 0 for 4 from 3 because in St. Louis he hit four threes against us and that blew it open in the second half. And we were saying last week that we need to stop collapsing on French because he's not an offensive threat that needs to have someone collapse on him when you have Oshun down there. So French, again, four points. He didn't score on us in the first game, only four points in this game, two of eight. And that allowed us to lock down Perkins on the perimeter. And our, our team is so good defensively. I th- it's the best defensive team I've ever seen at Bonas. And a lot of that reason is because we can switch from the one to the four. And even Oshun can switch on a lot of players too. 
So oh, totally. Th- we can switch all over the place, and we just have athletes all over the place. So I'm just I'm so excited about about this team and the next however many games we have this year. I'm I'm very excited. The one point when I you know I was nervous the entire first half and basically the first eight or so minutes of the second half before I realized okay this is kind of anticlimactic. We're gonna win this game. I was very nervous when Gibson Jimerson started nailing a couple threes towards the end of the first half, and that's when I thought, uh oh. This is our normal weakness. We leave wide open three-point shooters. And it wasn't just Jimerson. There were a couple other three-point shooters who got kind of left open. But St. Louis only made five threes out of 17. And three of those five were from Gibson Jimerson. And hey, I don't like Travis Ford just as much as anybody else. But shout out to him for not playing Gibson Jimerson as much. Because Gibson Jimerson, I thought, was kind of heating up. And yeah. It, <laughs> they didn't keep him in and it, it, it helped us out because I don't know if I were, if I were Travis Ford and I'm down 15 against this Bonnie's team, I'm like, put this guy in the corner and let him just chuck. Especially when they're down that much, you're going to need three pointers to get back in. You shouldn't have Jimmy Bell and Linson and just go with French at the five and have Jimerson and Perkins and Goodwin and Collins out there. Try to get back from beyond the arc. Cause that's the only way you're going to get back in when ocean's down low, you're not going to get back in getting you know two pointers uh and with the way you know the lack of fouls they weren't getting to the line much either i don't think um so yeah jimerson i totally agree he has a super quick release he's deadly from three he's gonna probably be there three more years if he doesn't transfer um he'll be he'll be a pain in our ass for three more years if he's still there uh he's a really good player and he made three threes against us in I think he might. I think he made three threes against us down there too. So, yeah. But hey, we don't have to worry about them again this year, at least. Do you think we switched it up anywhere between Duquesne and St. Louis? Because I'm looking at just the, the box scores, and I see way more bench minutes. Surprisingly, with St. Louis, and I get it. It felt more like a blowout towards the end there. But I think I I, I don't know. It's just I I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? Do you think we did anything differently? between Duquesne and St. Louis? Cause I'm trying to, I, I can't, I can't think of anything. Oshun just rebounded more. I don't think there is much difference at all, to be honest, other than our bench getting a lot of minutes, but that was due to foul trouble and, you know, Adaway having to come out for the nosebleed. <laughs> and, and the reason too, not just because we can just play our style. We don't have to switch based on who we're playing. We can play our tough defense, no matter where we are, who we're against. We're going to do that. We're going to run our same offense no matter who we're playing against, this is just such a consistent team. We don't have to be a chameleon at all. And not only that, but I think Duquesne and St. Louis are also really similar teams. Duquesne is kind of like a poor man's St. Louis this year. Yeah, um, they can play the they can play a couple bigs. They're big, tough, physical. Um, St. Louis a lot better shooting the ball, but uh, you know they have that same style. They're not the Davidson or Richmond or even VCU. So those two teams are pretty similar, and I thought that the two games were really similar. The It's true, but what do you want to get into with this stupid uh, this brawl? Like I, <laughs> I said brawl, like it's like everybody yeah. was punching, but it was. I thought this was incredibly stupid, but this is why I almost want to give the game ball for the Duquesne game to Alpha Ocoli. <laughs> Alpha. <laughs> because yeah. he was absolutely in the right, and I get the letter of the law that he should not have gone over there technically. Mm-hmm. But we know Kyle Lofton 
has a trend towards getting technicals. Imagine what Lofton would have done if nobody had held him back with yeah. 10, 15 Duquesne people surrounded by him. Like, he would have gotten thrown out. And then, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> so, so at least Alpha Ocoli almost, like, just, like, fell on the uh, grenade or whatever for, for us. It looked like Alpha, it was after a dunk and a timeout or a foul by... Yeah, he was going over to shake Oshun's hand and, like, yeah. you know, everybody comes out of the timeout. It's right, like, yeah. all right, good job, good job, whatever. But then, because Lofton and Welch were over in the Duquesne corner... They kind of got caught in the mob of like Duquesne celebrating like they apparently won a tens, but they <laughs> were down only eight. down ten with they're like down, right. twelve to go. Right. And then since then they shot like what one to sixteen. I think yep. it was their final. Yep. 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 Yeah. Exactly. One to sixteen. Yeah, they were down like eight or ten, and a few minutes later, all of a sudden after that, we're up twenty three. I mean, they poked the bear. Alpha was coming out to give a handshake and saw the scuffle, so he naturally just ran toward it. Shout out to Matt Papano, friend of SBN Frilled and Friends, for coming out and doing a yeah. nice holdback job on Alpha 2. Kyle wasn't physically inserting himself, I don't think. He was standing there, from what I remember, with no. his hands on his hips and no. just talking. And Welch is standing there with his arms up in the air. And Marcus Weathers went up to yep. Dom and just started saying whatever in his face. Weathers went up to Dom. Uh, I think it was Chad Baker or O'Connor who flexed after the dunk right in Welch's face like they had just won or something, even though they're getting their ass kicked. Little Tavian Dunn Martin comes up and is clapping <laughs> in Welch's face. Uh, the entire Duquesne bench comes out. The asshole Dambra is pumping his fist like he just won the <laughs> national championship and running onto the court. And, of course, crazy eyes Michael Hughes is right there talking shit too. The entire asshole Duquesne roster is on the court trying to start stuff and Lofton standing there with his hands on his hips. Welch is standing there with his hands in the air and we get hit with the T, which is fine, but it should have been at least double technicals. Um, it was, it's the, that most... would have been fair. Double technicals yeah. would have been fair. Ocoli, the... Yes. Technically Ocoli violated the law, but sure. Well, I... But the, but Duquesne, but Duquesne, whether it's Weathers or the entire bench, they deserve a technical. Somebody yeah. there deserved a technical. It's the most, I've watched a lot of a 10 basketball over the years. This Duquesne roster is the <sighs> most unlikable roster. Oh. I, and I don't say that often. And they aren't even get, good. They aren't I, even good. Yeah, they're like, because they're college kids now and I'm older than them. If I, When I was in college, yeah, you're in the student section talking shit. It's different. Now that I'm older than them, I don't normally say stuff about these college kids. Duquesne's roster is so unlikable and you know a lot of these teams take the personality of their coach let's be honest so that's that's probably the reasoning i am completely satisfied that we kicked their ass three times this year well two times beat them three times um and i'm not gonna have yeah. to see hopefully a lot of them anymore and then okani getting emasculated by oshun who blocked the ball from the seagull center to the robin center and he wants a goaltend <laughs> He's calling for a goaltend when he just got his shit swatted right out of his hand. I mean, these guys do not stop complaining. Michael Hughes, every possession is complaining to Ugh. the refs. It, I just, I cannot stand this roster. I don't know how anyone could possibly like this team. The Duquesne Bonaventure rivalry has always felt a little forced or something that we want to wish happened or whatever because, you know, Duquesne sucks or. You know, maybe in the early mid two thousands, we kind of sucked. 
Mm-hmm. But this is the first time. Like I remember Derek Coulter when I was at Bond is hitting like a buzzer beater game winner oh, yeah. in overtime. I was there. <laughs> oh, you were there? Yeah, oh man. Awful night. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was awful, but like I didn't like hate them. But like the anger I have felt in the last two games against them, even though one game we won at well, quote unquote at Duquesne at De La Roche, and then the other game, which was, you know, Friday. The way they have acted has just made me so mad. Yeah. I have never been that angry up 17. <laughs> they cut the lead down to 10. The stupid stuff happened, and they hit a couple BS technical free throws, and then they cut it to 8. And then we reopened the lead back up to 17. And I was still livid. I was yeah. still livid at I, that. Yeah, I hate that team so much. It's just because of, oh, my God, it was so... Oh, they take after their coach. The, I, yes. Ambrot's a little jerk. And I, I think he did. He did a really good job. I thought he outcoached Mooney the day before. He, I mean, I think he is a good coach. He I makes mean, good, good adjustments and stuff, but he's such a little prick. And his coaching Mooney. It's, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> but it's just like even the offseason, it's just he's got a 53-man roster that he's cutting down, and they're having tr- – I, I know there's a lot of transfers these days, but Duquesne is, like, above and beyond. It's just a revolving door, and they never get any consistency with these guys. They don't get reps in and it, because there's so many transfers. Even for today's college basketball, it's just pushing one guy out and getting one guy in. Oh, I just – yeah, I can't stand I can't stand this team. You know what? We just got some anger, and this has been a very happy and celebratory pod. So let's celebrate by going over that video that everybody, I'm sure, has seen of the team celebrating after beating St. Louis. Have it up now. I want. I wanted to do. I told you this. I wanted to do a deep dive on this video when I first saw it. You know, it's if you haven't seen it, I don't know how you haven't seen it. It's been all over the place. But Dom did like a, I think it was a Snapchat video that he posted on Instagram of him, uh, Jaron Holmes, Jalen Shaw, Alejandro came in. I think Alpha ran yeah, in for like Alpha two did. seconds too. Creo was in there a little bit. Creo was in there too. Yeah, I think I think Lofton and Attaway and Oshun were like doing media stuff at the time probably. But they were <laughs> all dancing and the dance was incredible. And like, I'm not even kidding. Like, just like, oh, it's like one of these little locker room celebrations. No, like they like each one of them did like incredible individual dances. So what did you <laughs> what did you enjoy the most out of it? Uh, I enjoyed Jaron Holmes, his yes. his little solo routine in there. I part of me was like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't throw out a shoulder or like tear an <laughs> ACL or something. He was getting after it. That was the fastest. I'm a little teapot ever. Yeah. So I'm most impressed. <laughs> Most impressed was Holmes. Favorite was Shaw. Shaw's in there just get. He's just having fun. Absolutely. Jalen Shaw's in there trying to. He's trying to keep up with the guards, the big man, the six foot ten big man, trying to keep up with these guards. I I I love the confidence in Shaw there. Oh yeah, that speaks to like why he was able to uh, rise and fire that three at the end of the first half against St. Louis. Oh, I, I was surprised. I forgot. I was surprised. That. I was like, oh, Jalen Shaw firing a three this is gonna either hit the shot clock or oh, be an yeah. air ball and it was like oh this was it was a miss but it wasn't a terrible miss didn't we bank but, one into like 
Welch or where was that Duquesne? I think well, I think Welch, yeah. Welch banked one in against St. Louis and he like he did like the you know the Jordan shrug when he yeah. played Portland in the NBA finals yeah, one yep. year. He's just he did basically kind of a Jordan shrug. Yeah. But going back to Shaw, that yes. that Shaw at the end of that video is my spirit animal. I don't like get into all the Harry Potter things, but like I empathize with that because at the end of the video, like, oh, it's like, oh, the video's ending and like Shaw is like still going at it and he's like <laughs> Pretending to do one of the bow and arrow things. I'm like, yeah, that's me. So I said that and I felt like I said it without a context. And Shaw liked the tweet that I fired off about the the video. I was like, oh, I don't want him to see this and think like, oh, I think he's awkward. Like, no, I'm like, I've been there too. I'm like, oh, I'm dancing. I'm like, oh, wait, no. Oh, yeah. All right. Party's ending. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Shaw, Shaw's <laughs> the guy who's dripping sweat when the lights come on at the OP and he looks around and realizes all of his friends left him. He, he had just been... <laughs> getting after it for like two hours no shame in that there's no shame in that no no no, it's prideful that's a badge of honor and i didn't even know that song before like i had to look it up it was some like i don't know some random uh dj or something that like i had to shazam and i'm like i'm surprised this guy's even on shazam because he has like four other songs or whatever (laughs) was it a buffalo (laughs) rapper no 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 no. it wasn't it wasn't a buffalo rapper it was it was some dude from new jersey or something i don't know i can pull it up if i can look it up in filibuster here but yeah i was surprised but i was like what is this song i'm like well whatever they're killing it during it and it was it was fun. It, it felt at the very beginning it felt so synchronized i think after 30 seconds everyone's like all right it's done right and then shaw came in and did his little uh bow and arrow thing which yeah. i love don't get me wrong by the way it is called the real jtp and the song is called jersey club bullies anthem and when Holmes was going crazy, it looked like he wanted a little solo action. He wanted the oh, yeah. he wanted the stage himself. By the way, they're dancing on the VCU logo, which is awesome. He wanted he wanted the spotlight. He want and Al or uh, Vasquez is laughing at him. What <laughs> Holmes wants a spotlight, and Shaw comes right in, and he almost gets drilled in the face by Holmes's Holmes's <laughs> left arm too. A little too close there with how how Holmes was getting after it. <laughs> I love that video so much. Oh my God. I don't even want to like, I, I had a couple of people ask me like, Hey, can you put this song on it or this song on it? And I'm like, I don't, at first I was like, Oh yeah, that'd be funny. But at the other, at the other end, I'm like, no, I just wanted to let it breathe. I want it to be what it is. And this is, this is, this is them celebrating. And this is, this is why I think we should be America's team. And I hope we are America's team at some point. I hope, I hope the rest of the country realizes it. Once we, you know, once Selection Sunday comes. We got Cinderella makeup this year. That's for sure. And next year. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, we won't uh, be Cinderella next year. We'll be like. We'll yeah, be, we'll be. A, know, hopefully we we'll be like four, four or right. five seeds or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this uh, this is just the beginning. I want to see another dance after we beat VCU on the Dayton logo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing on the Dayton logo after beating VCU. Oh my god! It's like dancing on the VCU logo after beating Duquesne or St. Louis. I just want uh, Travis Ford in the crowd watching us <laughs> dance on the Dayton logo after beating VCU. <laughs> like th- th- that's, th- that's the three. Yeah. That's the three of them. And then and yeah. then maybe Keith Dambrock couldn't get into the arena at the time. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got his <laughs> Sunday day shift at Cheers. <laughs> Exactly. The preacher's daughter, he aimed to shoot her at my crown. He cocked that crooked hammer back and he brought that hammer down. Exactly. The bones are the skeleton's money. In our world, bones equal dollars. 
That's why they're coming out tonight to get their bones from you. All right, but we have some big business to attend to on Sunday. I'm heading to UD Arena for the first time. Likewise. You are. Nice. I'll be there too. I'll see you there. First time ever. Yep. Me too. I didn't go in 2018. I couldn't get there for UCLA. Yeah. Couldn't miss this one though. Hell no. But we will be playing VCU for the Atlantic 10 Championship, in case you haven't heard, which if you haven't heard, but you're still listening to this, I don't know where you came from, but whatever. (laughs) I remember saying to you after we lost to VCU, I want to play these guys again. I still feel the same way. I think as long as somebody locks down Bones, we're going to be fine. It's it's stressful. VCU is talented beyond Bones, but I don't think Mm -hmm. they have anybody else that can take over the game. Bone, Bones could still do well, and they could do well enough, but I, I think as long as Bones is held in check, if Bones doesn't put up 25-plus, we're fine. Bones had... He took 12 threes against us when we lost to them. That's a lot. He only hit three. Still had 22 right. points. Some of those were free throws down the end when we were fouling, but you know they have... A couple other good players like Vince Williams, uh, Hassan Ward is a good defensive big man. Not much of an offensive threat. We actually wanted him and recruited him. Um, so I think that's a good matchup for us uh, for Oshun. And then they have Stockard's cousin, Levi Stockard, and yes. Adrian Baldwin, who's a really good freshman point guard. I think he wasn't freshman of the year. That Those came out Wednesday. That was Tyler Kolek. But I thought he could have been freshman of the year. He's a he's a good point guard. But, yeah, I mean, other than... He's in the all-freshman team, but, but right. he wasn't... He was, as far as I'm concerned, he wasn't freshman of the year. He's good. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's very... Yeah, he is good. Uh, other than Highland, I agree. Uh, I think two through five, we have quite the advantage. And in a, the championship game, let's be honest, at 1 o'clock on CBS, they're going to let the boys play again. They always let the boys play in these tournaments. They don't. It's not going to be whistle after whistle like it was uh, at VCU, I, I don't think. And I think that does give us an advantage because we're going to be able to get into our defense. Uh, we do have, for the first time, the championship game is coming off a week of rest, and I think giving Schmidt and staff a week to prepare for these guys. Listen, I get it. Rhodes also has a week to prepare for us, but you don't know who's going to go off with us. We have five different threats. It's much more difficult to prepare for us than it is for them. And like I've said all year, Schmidt and the staff have done a very good job when it's just one guy to focus on. Um, And even when it's been multiple this year, because our defense is so good. So, you know, I, I truly do. I didn't like our chances when we went down there. I'm being honest. There have been a few games where I haven't felt good this year. Only a few. I honestly, I feel okay about this one. I, I, I really do. I, I think we are the better team right now. Maybe it's because we're being rated higher according to almost every bracketologist, but I kind of feel as Zen about this as you do. And I'm looking at the box score when we played them down at the Seagull Center. And the only other double-digit scorer was Vince Williams Jr., who was pretty good, but he was 3 of 11 shooting. Yeah. Which tells me that whoever was guarding him, it was probably Welch, I'd have to look back on that game, they did a good job. And I think they can still continue to keep that up because Bones Bones is going to do what Bones does, and if we guard him very well and he's inefficient, maybe he has like a Fats-type game where he's chucking... Yeah. Then we're gonna we're gonna coast. 
And if Bones has one of those games like he had against Dayton where he's just drilling left and right, then we're going to need somebody to step up from three. Otherwise, we're probably going to lose. Yeah. But I, I, I think our overall talent is still better than them. And as long as Bones doesn't get out of hand, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. I think... Out of hand means over 25 points, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. And I think VCU, for the first time, maybe since they joined the A-10, is they're not that bad of a matchup for us because, you know, look at their best player, Highland. We have Lofton, who's a very good perimeter defensive player, I'm wondering if there's a little more added juice now in Lofton, as if there wasn't enough already. You're playing for the A-10 championship. But right. <laughs> you've, seen, you've seen Bones Highland get player of the year. If that's what you need, if that's a little more juice for you to, you know, I I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how much that comes into play with these guys. I, I truly have no clue. But Bones was, the, he is the, the Atlantic 10 player of the year. We got to be careful, though, because I don't want to see Lofton try to score 30 points because the last time I think I, Lofton scored 30 was against SUNY Amherst and we yeah, lost that game. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even talking about offensively. I think Lofton is going to do what he always does offensively and run the half court offense and distribute to who has the hot hand. Right. And most importantly, against VCU, not turn the ball over. That's that's the yeah. most important thing. If yep. if Lofton doesn't take one shot like then so be it. But if he's not turning it over, uh, VCU's second or sixth in the nation and turning the ball over second in the nation and steals. This is what they've been since Shaka smart uh, all the way through will Wade and Rhodes. Now this is who they are. They thrive when they turn you over, make you be indecisive, uh, get you a little apprehensive and they can get into the lanes and get out into transition and score on the other end. And that's where Lofton is key offensively is not letting them do that, getting the ball up, beating that press and getting into our half court offense and, you know, being decisive and confident with the ball because VCU can go on these really quick runs that are sparked by turning you over. But luckily Lofton is really, really good at not turning the ball over. And then defensively, I think, Lofton is a, a very, very good defender, and that's good for us because he probably will be. I mean, he'll he'll be on Baldwin too, but and maybe they give the the bones assignment to someone like Holmes. I don't know that that right. could be as well. But no matter who, like like we just said, we can switch all over the place, one through four, and we have good defenders all over the court. You can flip that idea on its head too, because VCU is towards the bottom third of the country in terms of turning the ball over on offense, whereas we're also top a hundred towards the top third yeah. in actually forcing turnovers as well. We're not as good as VCU at turning people over. Mm-hmm. But as we saw in the second half of the first VCU game, we turned them over left and right. We were attacking the passing lanes. They did an incredible job. And I'm not expecting some kind of, you know, 30-point blowout, which would have been if you took the the second half and multiplied it by two. But I think that's also something that we can do too. So just yeah. because we hear all the time about havoc, havoc, havoc. The quote unquote havoc is been long gone after Shaka left. Like they just press. And yeah. so did, so did Duquesne and Duquesne got us a little out of sorts for a little bit, but after like five times we broke them easily. Jaron Holmes had, he had like a mid range jumper, like at the free throw line and he had a dunk and that was like back to back and that just ended the game. Yeah. So 
what I'm saying is that like we can break that kind of press. And if as long as somebody like Kyle Lofton is able to, you know, hold on to the ball very well, I like our chances because VCU is pretty sloppy with the ball. Yeah, they are. And we saw against Duquesne, we had nine steals, forced them into 16 turnovers. We've been kind of a defense that just plays a solid man-to-man team defense. We're not really looking to steal the ball. We're more looking to get you guys uh, a bad shot, basically. Um, But lately, we have been getting some steals and getting out into transition. Finishing in a transition has been a problem since... I don't even know when, you know, we <laughs> don't seem to finish in transition, but if you're taking points away from the other team, then that's, that's really good. So if we can keep that up, like you said, VCU does not do a good job taking care of the ball. They do have that freshman point guard who is very good, but he he's also a freshman. Good matchups for us across the board, I, I think. And I agree with you, you know, contain home or uh, excuse me, bones, but you're, you know, if he scores 20, then that's that's okay if he's inefficient. Don't let him go off for 25-plus. He's not an inefficient shooter, but we have to make him inefficient because he does dominate the ball a lot for them, and that's, that's going to be a key is trying mm-hmm. to guard him well because he's going to shoot no matter what. And he's not like Fats where he's like, Fats will chuck no matter what he does, but yeah. if we're guarding, you know, if we're guarding Bones pretty tightly – He's going to either kick it to somebody who's not going to be as good or he's going to chuck, which he's probably going to do the first and it may or may not work. But I would rather have Vince Williams or Ace Baldwin or whoever else, Jameer Watkins, whoever is he's passing to. I'd rather have that person shoot than Bones because make no mistake about it. I love Lofton, but Bones was player of the year and is player of the year. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, as far as three point threats, it's really it's Bones, Bones, and, Bones and Williams. I mean, Williams is shooting over 40% from deep, which is really good. He's almost taken a hundred threes too. So it is high volume and efficient. Okay. Uh, Bones is shooting 37% and he's, you know, he shot like 80 more threes, but it's, it's really those two. So if you know that and you can focus on those two, they don't have a super offensive threat down low. Uh, and this is stuff again, that we have a whole week to prepare for, which is really good. Uh, especially with our lack of depth, yeah. getting that rest. We talked about this setup for the a 10 tournament. When they pushed the championship back, we were saying before the tournament started, if we can get to Dayton, like that's going to be a huge advantage for us. Schmidt's preparation for a week, our guys getting rest for a week. Yeah. I, I, I think we do have some advantages that we normally wouldn't have had on three, three days, uh, three games in three days, especially against VCU. We don't want to play havoc against havoc defense on your third game in three days. So that's just another kind of little advantage in our favor. I think I wish the a 10 just owned the fact that there was a week in between, you know, the regular tournament and the championship and made this like a Super Bowl week. I know. Feels like a su- it feels like Super Bowl week, and I'm like, where's media yeah. day? Where's um, the guy in the clown nose that's asking Tom <laughs> Brady about uh, what his favorite, I don't know, his his favorite uh, board game is or whatever? <laughs> like, where, where is that? Where is that stuff? Like, yeah. why don't we have that? <laughs> what brand of golf clubs do you own? We, no, that's no, that's not even quirky enough because we know he golfs. Like, just some, just like some dude from like Colombia who's asking like. 
what do you think about i don't know shakira or whatever like i don't know something very zany <laughs> zany and wacky i want a zany wacky media day that we that we could have gotten invited to unlike the uh original a10 media day <laughs> yeah the media day was wednesday but it didn't seem like they had any buildup to it. I don't even think people really knew when it was going to be. On Wednesday afternoon, they were just kind of like, or Wednesday morning, they were just like, "Hey, we're going to announce the media, the all conference." Unless oh, I, I was missed- talking about, I was talking about the uh, the preseason media day when we didn't get invited. <laughs> yeah, but or we got rejected. This, we got rejected <laughs> for the Super Bowl week, though. Like they did have. It's usually Tuesday night. Yeah, they had they had. I think they had a somewhat of a media day with VCU and then with Bana's, but. And then they announced the all tournament team, but it didn't seem like there was any build up or hype around it. So I don't know. Maybe it's just in a, I'm not looking in the right spots, but it seems like with a week of build up, you could do a little bit more. But well, maybe it's because Dayton's not this huge like attraction, and even if it was, you don't want people attracting like into one location because you know COVID's going down, COVID's going great, COVID is going at the same trajectory as the Bonnies. Because the Bonnie started doing well right around post Christmas, is that's right when uh, COVID started going down. So yeah. that's a good sign for both both issues. But we don't want it to go back up. And there are like, not to get too far off track, but real quick, there are like hardly any teams paused right too now. Too far off track. Too far off track. Did you hear our intro? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are hardly any teams paused right now, and. Yeah, if you would have told me a few weeks ago we would be going to Dayton and then made the tournament, I would have been nervous about that that single ball on the baseline. But it's really, I mean, and hopefully with good reason, just kind of not anything I think about because teams, for whatever reason, I don't know if they got vaccinated, but there's there's been no pauses in a long time. There's there's hardly any teams that are on pause. And Cases that's are really, just going down. They're just yeah. going down, and that's really. That's really, really good for us because the last thing you want, as as Dayton knows, is having a really good season like we've had, and then tomorrow the anniversary, you know, March eleventh, right now, the anniversary of all that stuff going down. Yep, you don't want that obviously to happen. It would be crushing, crushing. But it doesn't look like that's going to be an issue at all. Uh, Knock and, on wood. And the NCAA's regulations, you have to have six negative tests in a row. And then they have a bunch of other really strict stuff going on. So hopefully we can get through all that and get to Indy safely and have another tournament game. No, I hope so too. And if you're like me, going to Dayton, like Unfurled, who's also going to Dayton, just because you're going to Dayton and going to the A10 championship doesn't mean it's the same as if it, we went to the when we went to the championship in 2019. Like, yes, go to the championship, have fun, cheer for the Bonnies, but be careful. I'm double masking in UD Arena. I don't know about you, Unfurled. <laughs> uh, I'm double masking. I got the surgical mask. And I got my Bonnie's mask over it. Yeah, I have the, I was just going to say, I have the Just Win mask ready. I have that ready to go. Do you and really? It's going to be, dre- yeah, Just Win mask. Oh, shit. You guys show me that. <laughs> yeah. Go to my shop. This is not a shameless plug. I'm just telling you if you want one. Go to his shop. No, go to our shop. Although it's mainly your money. <laughs> it's all ours. <laughs> eh, yeah. Whatever. I thought you saw that. Yeah, it's, it says just win. And the, the I and the N are a little 11, like Tim Wynn's number. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't see really that. Cool. Damn, I love it. It's pretty cool. I'm going to be sweating all over it on, on Sunday. I hope so. And I hope we're sweating after being A-10 champions. Thank you all so much for joining us here on SB Unfurled and Friends. Be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, 
Well, Apple Podcasts is iTunes. Spotify. Tune in. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter at SBUnfurled, at X. We will be back next week for an NCAA tournament preview because unless some terrible force of evil prevents us from being in the NCAA tournament, we're going to be in the NCAA tournament. Think positive, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Thank you. Yeah.